Coming to you live from Studio 13 at Power Team Studios in beautiful Orlando, Florida, it's Crumb Shoes, the Crime Scene Kitchen Podcast. Cherry forever! Oh, Steph, Cherry, and Nick, we are the ride or die crew! <laughs> yes! Forever! <laughs> yeah! Uh. Steph and Cherry! And Nick! And Nick! We're, we're all a team together now. We are mm-hmm. in this together mm-hmm. till the end of the competition. We're going all the way, baby! All right, so with that, you can already guess that I'm pretty happy about how episode three went. Christine, thoughts, feelings? Uh, It was great. I feel like I learned. I grew. Yeah. I think America grew. Yeah. Um, As a nation. I think Tori grew. I hope Tori grew. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Once again, welcome back, uh, Crumb Shoes. My name is Nick Perez. And you want to give your uh, pronouns? He, him. And I'm Christine Perez. She, they. Yeah. Are you not doing all four this time? No, I mean, I, I, I gave them the big, the sentence long version last time. Okay. So I thought I would abbreviate it, but now I'm explaining it. So it's like <laughs> even longer. Yay. Woo! All right. And today we're going over season two, episode three of our favorite show, Crime Scene Kitchen, uh, wherein we saw. The second round for our self-taught bakers. Self-taught! And it, what was the subtitle? Not That Simple? Uh, not So Simple. Not So Simple. I would like to say I love uh, some of the changes they've made this season, which we've talked about, mm-hmm. but retitling. having So having the safety bake, the elimination bake, as opposed to the whatever it was last year, the dessert round, the showpiece round, whatever. Um, also, every episode, I love that they're saying, okay, this is the self-taught bakers. Like, it's in the episode title. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because two years ago, season one, it was like, okay, this is like group A, and this is like group B. Like, there's nothing defining the two groups that, that makes them different. Right. Other than just the people in them. Right. So, um, I think it's very smart that they are both defining the groups and including that in all of the titles so it's much easier for people to find. Yeah, that's a really good point because as many times as we've watched through season one, I have a sense of who was in what group as I think about it now, like even our favorites who, who went deep. Yeah. But, like, if you had to ask me, like, to name exactly which six were here and which six were here, it'd be tough. Whereas with this one, it's going to be a lot easier. Yeah. Yes. The only ones I remember for sure is that Emma and uh, her mom were in the second group because it was like, oh, it's Emma. Yeah. It was a very exciting moment for everyone. Yes. Yes. All right, so let's talk. Let's go right into it, right? Unless, yeah. Do you have anything that you want to oh talk gosh. about up front? I have so many notes, but I, I put them in pretty good order this time. I think overall on this, I think I can say this at the front, I think uh, Joel's goofs were a little bit 
bigger and more plentiful because, and I mean, I think the reason is because, you know, in the editing, they're making sure that in those first two episodes, we're really getting introduced to the bakers. Right. And really focusing on that. So I thought there was more from Joel, more goofs. And I love goofs. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and I loved, I thought they were all hilarious. I I have quotes. We'll, we'll go through those. But, okay. Yeah. As they come up. All right. So, uh, I mean, that, you know, there was an intro, but like not, not really too much of note happened. So, I mean, I. No, I, not really. Because now we know everybody. It's exactly. just like, okay, let's do this. So, let's go into the first yeah. of our two minute searches. That I still hate. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Like, it's like every week that we watch it, I am more absolutely sure that two minutes is nowhere near enough yeah yeah it's like they do the producers and the judges do such a great job of setting up really neat clues yeah they're brilliant but if you don't give the contestants enough time to decipher those clues Mm -hmm. then what's the point yes yeah like we love solving puzzles but if it's literally impossible, like, what can you do? Like, it's not enjoyable. Right. Um, but, I mean, we're the biggest fans of the show, probably in the universe. So... I mean, we're, we're making a podcast about it, so I think, yeah. I think we're up there. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I mean, you know, if we're saying that, guys, maybe give him another 30 seconds or yeah. something. Come on. My goodness. Yeah. But anyway, in the crime scene kitchen, yes. first three things were named, I think, that just kind of sets the tone for this is butter, eggs, cocoa. Oh, yeah, that's true. I like that. Yeah, that's, those, yeah. The first three things that anyone said. That was a good editing move because that points us to what it's going to be. Yeah. Which pretty much everyone agrees universally immediately that it is a brownie challenge. Even I figured it was brownie. Right? Yeah. And like... Also, that was smart that they pointed those out first in the editing process because there were like 85,000 other ingredients that theoretically could have been used (laughs) because this was a a lot of ingredients possible in this challenge. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So there was a note that said, figure out which brownies you can make. And can was a very important word we find out later. Right. And there were six recipe cards for six variants of brownies yes uh but as it turns out well yeah we'll just talk about it now as it turns out uh, there were two pans that had mm-hmm. been washed so most people figure there were two types of brownies made yeah two eight inch square pans yeah each, I believe they're eight inch. each of the six recipe cards had three like key ingredients that mm-hmm. made it that type of brownie yes apparently for only two of those cards were all three of those things present. And that's really the key here. There are a lot of things, a lot of things from all those cards, Mm -hmm. but were they all there? So almost everyone, like pretty much everyone agreed Mm -hmm. they saw the creme de menthe, the mint extract, and the cream cheese. Yes, and I think they were near each other. Um, Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's hard to know, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, so pretty much everyone agreed on those, but it was, it was one, is there a different, another type of brownie being made? And if so, what is it, yeah. uh, that was really the crux of this? So anything else on the search through the... Okay. Uh, let's see. So there was, um, you said the cocoa, the butter and the eggs, mm-hmm. the two square pans. There were macadamia nuts. There was caramel. 
There was cinnamon, cream cheese, creme de menthe, mint extract, oats, instant coffee, pecans. So those are the ones that I believe we saw. Yeah. Um, and I personally, I don't know if you already did, but I did not realize until the very end when Yolanda described that, like, this is how you were supposed to figure it out, that it was like, oh, one or two ingredients from four of these are missing. Yeah. Like, I didn't figure that out. I, I didn't figure it out at all. She told me. Mm-hmm. So, like, did you know that before? I knew it had something to do with, like, I thought it was going to be, like, figure out which of these recipe cards has the ingredients here that look like they have been used. Like, it didn't, I thought it would be, like, all the ingredients are there. You just have to figure out which ones were used. Does that make sense? I have an unfair advantage here. Mm -hmm. And that is that Steph, Cherry, and I (laughs) are the Ride or Die crew. Oh my gosh. It's me, and it's Steph, <laughs> and it's Cherry. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Forever. Oh my god. So, <gasps> once oh. I saw that they knew what it was, I mm-hmm. said, great, we know what it is now. <laughs> I mean, okay, Steph and Cherry are, like, another level on this show. Yes. Like, you, a hundred percent, heck yes. Like, yeah. they're amazing like they were they are just made for this show they are so perfect in everything yes. <laughs> like the, i mean they're ama- they would be really good csi detectives probably is that what csi people are called mm. probably not i don't know yeah but um they are yeah i mean when we saw what they were making i was pretty sure they were correct uh, once I saw that, but not because I have like a deep spiritual connection with them like you do. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not on the ride or die crew. I like wish I were, you know. You had a chance last I'm week. I'm just like an outsider. You had a chance last in. week and you missed the wagon. Oh my God. I like, have... but can I love them and love T and Fatty and also be spiritually on their team? Would that be, a, can I, I don't think I'm allowed to do that. No. Can I be, um, like, on T and Fatty's team, but, like, we can, like, go on, like, a double team date. Like, a platonic double team date. <laughs> Except us, we're married, but, like, yeah. other than, like, everybody else. Well, well you picked Yaz and Amber. To win. But, like, you know, I mean, I don't know, dude. Like, T and Fatty are so good, and I love them. So, uh, but Yaz and Amber are amazing, too. Like, honestly, there's so many good people. And, like, someone really surprised me this week, and we'll talk about it. But, um... I think a lot of people could win, but Steph and Cherry on the detective front are just destroying it, and on the baking and cooking front, too. It's yeah. it's just that it's, like, so notable because they are getting really hard challenges right. I bet they are amazing in escape rooms. They're the only ones who got the Atlantic Beach Pie. Yes. They're the only ones who got this one exactly right. Yeah, they're incredible. So let's, we are getting ahead of ourselves. Yes. Um, but, but yeah, basically with all the different directions people are going, yeah, I, I, I felt pretty confident that Steph and Cherry had seen enough things as far as the coffee streusel yeah. that I felt very good about that. So, but let's, let's go through the round. Yes. Okay. So, so we've discussed the clues. Yeah. So first we start, they start showing Tarsha and Christy and they both have a different idea about which direction to go from here 
Yes. Yeah. So Tarsha thinks it's a brownie sandwich. Which sounds so delicious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Christy thinks it's two separate brownies. Yes. Uh, and they end up going the two brownies route. But basically, because there's two pans, they're not sure, is it the same brownie that's stacked like a double-decker, mm-hmm. or is it two different recipes altogether just served mm-hmm. bake sale style? Right. Uh, so they end up going that route, but I um, I thought they did a good job of, of kind of just, okay, you think this, I think this. Mm-hmm. But let's just go with this. And, yes. And, and they didn't, like, go back and keep arguing it the whole time. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Because we yeah. see that we see that on the show a lot. Um, we'll get into that. But also in the, the previous season where it's like, yeah, they, they might disagree sometimes. But, like, they're able to work it out quickly. Yeah. Without, like, that is such a good point. That they're not, like, they keep going back and forth over it. They're like, okay, we made a decision. Let's do it. Right. Um, so I really respect that. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, I probably would have thought that it was two separate kinds of brownies, only based on the fact that there were two pans and six recipe cards. Right. That's probably what, I mean, that makes more sense to me. Yeah. But I do think that, um, I don't want to get ahead of us, but like, T and Fatty made a brownie, uh, a stacked brownie, and it was just absolutely gorgeous and made me almost think, like, oh, maybe they're right, because, like, this is amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and this this takes me to, uh, if you haven't listened to our bonus episode yet, on this last Saturday, we, re- we released our interview with Davion, uh, who uh, got cut in the first episode this season, um, and he said something that I never, ever, ever mm. would have occurred to me. Mm-hmm but is so insightful about the process here is as soon as they leave the kitchen, the crime scene kitchen, they are sequestered from each other. The teammates, they're kept apart so that they can't confer about what they have seen until they get back into their own kitchen, which could be anywhere from a half hour to an hour and a half later. And only then can they discuss and decide. So we're seeing on camera them discussing for the first time, what they want to do, which blows my mind. I Yeah, I am completely shocked, and that completely changes the game in a way. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. So, so because they have the... Dis- and they can't write anything down. Because right. that was my first question, was like, do you have a notebook? Yeah. <laughs> do you have a pen? Do you have a phone? Because Tarsha and Christy are like, because there was the note, figure out which brownies you can make. And they were like, was it brownies or brownie? Mm, that's and such an important thing you're trying to remember like this one letter difference of something you read an hour ago memory is a tricky thing yes and you're getting into that area when you if you see something that quickly you know for just a second you know that amount of time ago you're already in the process of of converting it from short-term memory to long-term memory. Mm. And every time you go back and try to recall it, the way your brain works, it's almost like you're recreating the memory. You're re-editing it um, to kind of store that memory again. And so things can change over time. Uh, Even if you're, you know, like uh, eyewitness testimony is is notoriously unreliable for this reason. Uh, Because even if you're 100% sure your own brain goes in and makes edits later to whether it's, um, you know, just inadvertent or to fill in like uh, some sort of implicit bias. Like we talked about, like don't go into the preconceived notion. It, you know, it's such a tricky thing. So then to say to these people, okay, go off for an hour, 
who would no one to talk to and just sit with this and then try to go remember it and you're playing for $100,000. Oh my God, you guys. <sighs> so, uh, so yeah, that conversation just really, you know, for me brought out what, what Davion had talked about. Like, I cannot believe how difficult that must be. Yeah, it's um, even harder than it looks. Because the way the editing looks, it looks like they run straight out from the, the crime scene kitchen into their own respective yeah. kitchens. But of course, if you think, in, you know, in reality, of course that's impossible. They have to reset the kitchen every time. Right, like an escape room. Someone has to go reset it before the next team comes. Yeah. yeah. So, and and you couldn't you couldn't have the teammates be together because then some of them have longer to talk about it than mm-hmm. others. So that would be unfair. So, um, so yeah, um... And actually, I was going to, so so I've kind of like brought the narrative to a whole halt. Uh, I'll say the other thing that I really loved, looking back on Davion's interview that we had, uh, is when he said, this show can neither make me or break me. Mm. And I absolutely loved that attitude because um, that's so important to remember in a lot of things in life. Oh, yes. Um, like, that's a, a good lesson for us all. Um, but, you know, especially in this, because it is high stakes. There's a lot of money on the line. But at the same time, like, to have that confidence and to mm. have that self-esteem to be able to say, I- I'm going to leave this and still be Davion. Um, and and all the wonderful things that go with that. I, I loved that. So Davion... Uh, Sure, you're listening today. Uh, again, thank you so much for talking to us the other day. Do you have anything uh, from the Davion conversation that 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 stuck out to you? Oh my gosh, so much. Well, pick, pick um, one or two things. Well, I guess I because uh, I he he has a history in like um, being a therapist and like uh, he has a master's in psychology. So it's really interesting talking to him about just like the way that he views himself and like um, his self-awareness on a level that a lot of people don't have. I've never been a therapist, but I've seen a lot. (laughs) I've talked to a lot of therapists and, um, and that's okay, America. Um, (laughs) um, Yeah. Like just a lot of things he said about just like being aware of the sort of expectations we put on ourselves to like uh bolster up the people around us um and and sort of like delay our own processing of our own stuff and uh just that in the light of those moments on the show you know um so yeah and I love uh, the thing that you quoted him on I love when Davion said like this show doesn't make or break me um, I, I wish I had thought that way going into auditions when we used to audition for things all the time. Like, oh man, that's such an amazing attitude. And especially, yeah, like on something that is so high stakes as this is incredible. Cause like, I don't have that attitude going into very low stakes situations. You know, I'm already <laughs> like, oh my gosh, if somebody gives me a mean tweet, <laughs> I'm a terrible <laughs> person. So, um, I really should stop mean tweeting you all the time. You really should. (laughs) But yeah, like, um, he's, like, Davion just has so much insight, and he's also incredibly talented. Um, But yeah, uh, I I loved our interview with him. He was just awesome to talk to, just a really cool person. Yeah, and we hope to do a lot more interviews uh, with more people in the future. We'll probably do more of them after the season ends. 
Uh, yeah, uh, I wish there were going to be like a couple break weeks during uh, the season so we could get some more interviews in now. But uh, but yeah, we hope to bring more of those to you in the future. But back to uh, I completely inter- interrupted the, the end of my thought there. So uh, thank you all for indulging me on that aside. Uh, but basically, I got more of a sense this week with Tarsha and Christy that their rivalry is more playful. Yes, it was very like. Yes, they were able to work within the the frame of that mm-hmm. of that playful conflict. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And like bouncing ideas off each other, and like both confident enough to kind of stick to what they think is right, while still not having such a big ego that it's like bruised if they don't end up going with that. And, right. Um, which I think uh, I have a lot to say about and I have a lot of notes about. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. All right. Um, now, Tori and Michelle are having caps. Tori insists on caramel. There's so much insisting. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I had my notebook in front of my face. What I said was there's so much insisting. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, so she she knows for sure it's mint because she saw the three mint things that were kind of all together. But he's like, well, I definitely saw caramel. So as, as we've established in the crime scene kitchen this round, there were a lot of other, I guess, red herring ingredients. I don't know if he they had seen the, the recipe cards or not. He was just kind of because they were just kind of going on what they saw. Like, so she knew for a fact that like the mint thing was going on. Yeah, I feel like they both, felt pretty convinced of the mint thing. Yeah. He was 100% sure on the caramel, but he was also like, well, there's no nuts, so the caramel has to be with the mint? Yeah. And, like, she was saying, like, well, it's probably two kinds of brownies, right? Yeah. She and threw that out immediately. Immediately. And he was like, well, if there is no nuts, if there are no nuts, therefore, what would the caramel go with? Which is, like, I don't really get. Like, I feel like caramel can totally just be a flavor in brownies. Yeah. And that's, like, a thing. And I don't, But, you know, maybe he was going with the recipe card. But if he's going with the recipe card, then the caramel wasn't in the mint recipe. Yeah, there certainly wasn't caramel in the mint. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he was just absolutely insistent. He was, like... Um, yeah, it must be the mint and the caramel together because it's definitely not two because the nuts weren't used. And the reason he was so sure the caramel was used is because a caramel, uh, on the inside of the, um, lid. Yeah. Of the caramel jar. Yeah. So, But like, as we've established, there were a lot of red herring clues and correct mm-hmm. clues. So there, there were elements of each of the non-used brownies. Yes. That were out there, but he just latched onto the caramel. Yes, and would could not, not let, let go. go. Yeah. Yes, and and, oh and also could not let go of the idea that it was one brownie. It had to be one brownie. It had to be caramel because there was no nuts. But it had to be one brownie. Yeah, even though there were two pans and six recipe cards. Yeah, and he didn't think of a stacked brownie either. Like you know, the other teams that. Uh, thought about or ended up making a double like stacked brownie at least like the reasoning was there that like it's two pans so he did something with two pans right yeah. so like i mean he didn't even have that it was just like oh we'll just make a double batch um but yeah there's a really funny um if you go to crime scene kitchen season two episode three on hulu the freeze frame on the the picture freeze frame on the front is uh, Michelle standing with her hands next to her face, 
in what I would say is very close to um, the moment in the movie Clue. Madeline Kahn. Madeline Kahn. She's so amazing. Where she says, flames on the sides of my face. Burning. Burning. (laughs) It's like my favorite thing that's ever happened in movies. She's amazing. And yeah, like, oh my God, she's incredible. And um, so Michelle has that kind of, I don't know if she's going for that or whatever. That's what I would be going for. But she has like just this amazing face where it's like caramel and mint. Like I cannot even deal with that as a possibility. She doesn't say that, but she, she basically implies that like that makes no sense. So on his insistence... They try to make a caramel mint sauce. So she says, why would you put uh, caramel with mint? Uh, Oh, and my note here is, says Michelle and everyone else on the planet. And he says, I'm sure that there are desserts that have caramel and mint. Just like, oh, I'm sure there are. Sure, totally. Christine, my baking expert. Yes. Do you know of any desserts with caramel and mint? I can't think of a single thing. When I was a barista, we would sometimes, the only thing that's even close is we would get some real weird combinations, but, you know, maybe like once a week, we would get some weird thing where it was like a caramel macchiato with peppermint, and we would all be like, that's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard of. (laughs) Like, literally, that barely ever happened, but sometimes someone would do like, you know, I don't know, a strawberry drink with cinnamon, and it was like, oh, that's disgusting, why? But yeah, like, caramel and mint is, I cannot think of much more, a a worse combination in the sweet world, like, you know put onions in there it's like 10 times worse (laughs) so then they tried it and he said it was bitter he was yeah he said it was bleeping bitter yeah (laughs) this is a family-friendly podcast so we won't say any bad words on this yeah but um but yeah he was immediately like oh it's terrible and she was like yeah you think (laughs) Um, i think you were like that i know (laughs) i'm totally making that up she I would say that she, throughout the episode, um, there's, what I would say are some, maybe she's staring daggers at him. I don't know. I, uh, there was a like, moment last night where I thought I saw that during one of the judging sessions. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of hard to tell. I think that her attitude throughout both challenges in this um, was very, like, I guess, I mean, I'm making pretty clear to him that I disagree. And I guess all I can do at this point is just put my head down and do the work. Like, that's kind of what I was getting from her whole vibe, that it was like, well, I'm going to be saying I, t- I told you so soon, but I guess for now I'm going to keep my head down and do the work. I don't know. I, I might be projecting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the phrase that keeps ringing in my mind uh, from the musical Assassins is quiet desperation. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I also, let's see, I wrote a note that she had a really good, like, she's getting, you know, in this episode, we're starting, they're learning. They know the kitchen a little better now, right? Like, yeah, I saw them, the game a little they better. Go, I saw the first clip of, of the Crimes Kitchen, whoever, whichever team was, went straight to the trash. So yes. So we, we know and where it is. They have a better sense of how to maximize their time. They're getting better at it. It's yeah. like anything. It's a skill. You get better at it. Sure. And uh, I thought that she was really smart about the clues let's see huh i wrote that she knows that there shouldn't be any caramel because of the recipe card 
I'm not sure what she said that we can. Well, I mean, she, that that actually makes sense, right? Because Carmel was not in the correct answer, right? So, so she knew because, and he knew too that there were no nuts. So she thinks correctly because there were no nuts. That means Carmel's out, right? Yes, and he's saying Carmel's in forever and ever and ever. Amen. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah. Now, that being said, neither of them knew what the other correct brownie was. So, I mean... That's true. Regardless... That's fair. They were not going to win this round because... That's true. They they didn't realize it was, it was, uh, the cough is true, so what it ended up being. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. But, that being said, they would have gotten a lot closer if they had made two different brownies. Yes. Yeah. And not had to, like, change plans midway through. Yeah. Like, that's always tough when you end up, like, you think it's one thing and then you think it's another. And sometimes it works out, as we'll see later in the episode, but yeah. it can be hard. Yeah, at this point, they go to a talking head with Yolanda where she says, uh, and this is something that we were informed of many times in season one. We've already seen it multiple times in season two. You can't just take all the ingredients and throw them into one dessert. And just hope it works. Like we saw with the donuts last week mm -hmm. that were maple, bacon, mixed berry. Like, that, like, yes, those were all there somewhere. But you have to read the clues with enough precision to realize when you have to separate them, when you combine them, how they're presented, all of that stuff. So it's not just good enough to see a thing and say, that's my thing. Yes, yes. So, 100%. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we'll continue to see that going forward. And, and those, those who are able to uh, make those discernments will go far. Steph and Cherry, do you have anything else on this right now? Or No. Steph and Cherry did see that, uh, aside from the creme de menthe that everyone spotted, they noticed that the coffee the oats, and the cinnamon were all present from the other brownie. Yeah! Yeah. So, uh, that's the direction they went. Um, and I, like, I think no one there, well, everyone was surprised by it when it came out, that that was a thing. Mm -hmm. But, um, I mean, and, uh, I mean, they all know way more about pastries than I do. But I, uh, like, I went through a, a prolonged brownie thing where I was just making brownies all the time because they're easy to make and they're super crazy delicious. So uh, I made some cappuccino brownies. And it was, it was probably like a Murphist. I always find Murphist your recipes. But um, it was brownies with, like, instant coffee or instant espresso and cinnamon. And it was very, like, you would think cinnamon and brownies would be weird, but it was very good. Like, they were super good brownies. And it was like, oh, okay, these are surprisingly good. So nice. when they were talking about the coffee, cinnamon, oat brownies, I was like, I don't know if that's right, but I want to try those. So I'm going to be trying to make those because they looked amazing. Awesome. Very yeah. cool. Well, that reminds me of a couple of things. So one, mm -hmm. If you out there listening in podcast land want to try to make those or something else with Christine, you have a chance to do that. Um, and we are having a drawing next week for all those who support our Patreon at the uh, Power Teammate level, the $7 level or above. Um, you can be entered into a once a month drawing uh, for a chance to either get a one hour baking session with Christine or a one-hour chess lesson with me. I'm very good at chess. 
Uh, and uh, so we're going to have that drawing on the podcast a week from today, as you're listening to this. It'll be on our uh, June 28th episode when that comes out. So uh, if you want to be a part of that drawing, go to our Patreon today at Power Team Studios uh, and sign up. Uh, you can We have several levels you can sign up at, but the drawing is only for our Power Teammates and above. At the seven dollar, uh, the seven dollar level, and we'll also shout you out on the show. Thank you so much for supporting us. Uh, so, um, so yeah, maybe you can make that with Christine. Yeah, I'm really excited. So yeah, get in there with me. Let's make some coffee stuff. Yeah, coffee brownies. Also, speaking of Christine making brownies, stay tuned to the very, very, very end of this episode uh, because we're gonna have a story of of what happened a few months ago when Christine herself played Crime Scene Kitchen, hosted by our daughter, Bonka. Uh, so stick around, and you'll see how that went. Yeah. Okay, also with Steph and Cherry, uh, we got some more insight into them as people, and I absolutely loved this. Uh, so Cherry, well, more Cherry, I guess, but uh, Cherry was saying that they were from Hong Kong mm-hmm. uh, and moved here when they were six years old, uh, and that had never seen... A conventional oven. This was incredible. I was shocked. Yeah. And wow. I like mean, people don't have them in their houses there. Yeah. I mean, I know Hong Kong is very like densely populated. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, maybe it just, maybe they just do hot plates. I have no idea. Maybe. Uh, I mean, I, I think a lot of people live on like boats too. Like, oh, I didn't like, realize like that. In, in harbors, I think. Oh, that's really interesting. Um. Uh. So, I uh, yeah, I don't know, but yeah. um, to think someone who ended up being such a talented baker was born in a place where they didn't even have access to the tools to do that. Uh, That's incredible. So, um, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, and they said they saw, uh, so their aunt had uh, like a box cake mix when yeah. they came to the United States. And uh, that was their first cake that they made. Wow. Like, that's incredible. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, so cool. And uh, and then they were talking about deep... I don't even know how they got into deep breathing techniques. Oh, yeah. I think... Did Joel, like, say something like, it seems like you're not breathing? Or did Stephanie... Yeah, I, I don't remember. remember. But then Cherry was saying, oh, I just warned about this deep breathing Yeah, And he's like, oh, we'll do it. And then so Cherry lays down this in the middle of the kitchen. Legendary. Yeah. And then Joel, of course, join, joins Cherry. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. The exhaling is like. Yes! <laughs> oh, my God. Which is helpful. Like, if you yeah, want totally. to, if you really have a lot of stress and yeah. want to get it out, like, just. Uh, yeah. yeah like that can be very therapeutic so totally go for it <laughs> it was yeah it was an amazing moment oh my gosh and stephanie said something hilarious uh she was like culinary can i get a new partner yeah <laughs> it was so fun. Our teammate it was yeah. so funny oh my god yeah yeah, yeah. that was so good and he was like i don't see how this is relaxing so. <laughs> i know that was so funny yeah cherry also like cherry and stephanie seemed just hilarious yes like anytime we're watching like bake files the after show that t and fatty and yaz and amber do yep um like cherry will be in the comments like watching and like commenting and like yeah both steph and cherry are just hilarious <laughs> like i really truly want us to all be best friends and with them and t and fatty and everyone else too you're all invited but uh, but yeah, they're amazing. Well, Steph and Cherry and I 
are I know. All, <laughs> yes, I know. Are already bestest friends. Whatever. Me and T and Fatty are all best friends forever. You didn't even pick them to win. You didn't even pick... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, whatever i mean i don't know i think a lot of people could win i think that i totally think that they are in there to win i'm just i think a lot of people could win you know yeah 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 so uh what what else do you have from this round all right i wanted to talk about kathleen and hannah um, so they remembered that there was oatmeal and cinnamon and macadamia nuts. Oh, well, they saw macadamia nuts, but I think they remembered that oatmeal and cinnamon, I guess the ingredients were there. I don't, I don't know. But, um, they ended up making uh, a blondie and a brownie. So they made the correct, you know, the mint brownie, the mint cream cheese brownie that everybody made. Um, and then for the other one, they made a blondie. And, like, honestly, having the insight about, like, what Nick was talking about that Davion told us, that they are separated and can't talk to anyone, like, while they're waiting to bake, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I can't imagine going through that. And also, like, I don't, yes, like, I'm not a scientist, (laughs) but I will say, I have ADHD, and I also, I know y'all thought I was a scientist, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but, um... I have ADHD, and also when I went through pregnancy, which I I would say for me was traumatic physically, uh, emotionally it was fine, uh, but physically traumatic, Um, but uh, I definitely have less memory than I used to, at least I believe so, just based on experience. I, I have heard of like mommy brain or whatever. I don't want to like paint with too broad a brush because I don't understand the science behind it. So I can't say that like, oh yeah, mommy brain's real or whatever. Like I have no idea. But I will say that when you are constantly devoting lots of thought and stuff to like the care and keeping of other people, even like after the pregnancy, it is or you know the adoption or whatever the situation is or the taking in of relatives or whatever like it takes so much of your energy and time and thought and between the two of them they have seven kids so I can't like I don't know how I don't know how people could do that all the time and then also do this show and like have to wait an hour and a half or whatever to talk to each other because like personally like my my brain has a real like fine mesh sieve going on where it's like just everything would fall right through there you know I would have to like recite the ingredients over and over again to myself to remember them there might be advantages in this game in some ways to just being younger maybe being I mean maybe being neurotypical maybe being neurodivergent I don't know but I mean like there's a lot of things at play that we wouldn't even think about you know um, that it's not just based on like skill level, even as detectives, like it's also just the way that people think the way their brains are wired and how that reacts to this set of situations. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. It was just something I thought of as a mom. That's all. I don't have any insight. I'm just like, it's interesting. <laughs> uh, more than insight. What Christine offers you is kind of a word soup. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm a poet. 
So I like to speak in metaphor a lot. The Poet Laureate of Hoot Owl, Oklahoma. Look it's it up. official. Look it up. Yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> no, I, uh, uh, in some ways, honestly, doing this show must have been a vacation for them because they, this yeah. is the first, first time in a long time they didn't have. They got to do something for themselves. Yeah. Like, yeah. sorry, go ahead. Yeah. They yeah. didn't have seven kids. They were, you know, taken care of all the yeah. time. And maybe they went and won a hundred thousand dollars. Who knows? They might. Yeah. yeah. The, I find them very likable. Yeah. I do too. They're, yeah. Also, um, I'll just say it now. I think that Hannah reminds me of, like, Katy Perry. Like, I just kind of, like, her face reminds me of Katy Perry's face. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're both, like, just super cute. I mean, everyone on the show is cute. Yeah. And everyone who podcasts about the show, super cute. So cute, you guys. All right. (laughs) Can we talk judging? Tori and Michelle were first. Yeah, so Tori and Michelle made mint cream cheese brownies. With no caramel because when they tasted it, it tasted terrible. Who knew? And um, and I I just want to be like, I don't think Tori seems Tori seems like a nice person. I don't I don't want to just like straight up attack anybody. Um, I think he was very overconfident in this and probably should have trusted Michelle. Yeah, but. Uh, he has also been in like the he was in like Bake Files last night, uh, watching the the live Instagram show with other people, and he made several comments, sort of making fun of himself. And I think that by the end of the episode, and also in later stuff, it seems like he has a good sense of humor about his own mistakes. Sure. So I would like to give him the benefit of the doubt and hope that you know. And she's she certainly stood up for herself in the episode. I just wish that they had gone with her gut instead of his. Yeah. Um, but I, that's not to say that he's, there's anything wrong with, I mean, like, yeah, the the best judge of someone's character is do you, can you learn from your mistakes? Exactly. And since we don't see what happens after the episode, you know, we might as well give him the benefit of the doubt. Absolutely. Absolutely. But we'll, we'll we'll continue on with that. Uh, yeah, we we have more thoughts (laughs) of that, but we'll, we'll get to that. Um, so Curtis said it was quite dry. And they were very dark. They were a very dark chocolate. Was it so? Do you think it was overdone or just a very dark chocolate mix they used? Or I wasn't. Well, Yolanda said that the filling needs more mint because it's not standing up to all the dark chocolate in the brownie. Mm-hmm. So I, at first, I was like, "Are they burned? I don't know." But then, like, it, Yolanda made it sound like it was just a lot of dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um. So that was my assumption, but I. I mean. You know, Curtis said they're dry. That means they could be overbaked. So I'm not really sure. And it might be that, like, they were planning to have caramel in them. And then they had to pivot. And caramel would have made a dry brownie less dry. Yeah. But, of course, it would have tasted terrible with the mint. Yeah. So, you know, they had to. You know, it was like the lesser of two evils. Um, I don't know. So not a success, unfortunately, for them. Uh, Hannah and Kathleen were next. And they had the cream cheese creme de mint pecan brownie. Oh, yeah. They did mint and pecan, which I've never had that combination. I mean, it would probably be good or okay. I I just wouldn't think about it. Nuts go with most things. That's true. Yeah. I mean, it would probably be good. Uh, And white chocolate macadamia blondies. Yes. Yeah. So they remembered the macadamia nuts Mm -hmm. in the kitchen. And they were like, okay, well, macadamia nuts go with white chocolate, which is, yes, you see that pairing a lot. So they ended up doing a blondie of that. So what is the difference between a brownie and a blondie? So interesting. 
blondies are actually older than brownies, as far as we know. Okay. So they've been around longer since the late 19th century, whereas the first mention of brownies that we know of was in 1905. Um, really? They're that young? Isn't that fascinating? Yeah, you would think they would be, like, super old. Yeah. And, like, I love bar desserts. I think bar desserts are the best because they're so easy compared to, like, a seven-layer cake or anything, you know, and they're so delicious. You can pack so much flavor into them. Um, I also love blondies. They're so good. Uh, but let's see. So, yeah. So brownies are obviously, like, chocolate-forward or cocoa-forward. My favorite brownies have cocoa and chocolate. Um, You know, I mean, like, I'm talking, like, semi-sweet chocolate, as a, but, like, actual chocolate as opposed to just cocoa powder um so i like both in brownies i think that's the best um they are uh then blondies are more vanilla forward and they often have like another ingredient in them like some kind of chips toffee chips butterscotch chips um chocolate chips or and or nuts and of course brownies sometimes have nuts too i didn't really ever have brownies with nuts growing up although i like them but yeah, so they're more like vanilla forward, and uh, sometimes they can feature like white chocolate, or they would be a very good base for white chocolate chips and macadamia nuts, certainly. Um, so yeah, so they ended up doing blondies, and uh, I thought that there's, I think that's all I have on like differences. Okay. But um, I thought that theirs looked, uh, their blondies and brownies looked like homemade desserts that I am dying to eat. You know what I mean? Like, I love, like, and I don't think a brownie needs to be fancy necessarily looking. So, like, I thought for this challenge, what they made was just, they looked so yummy and gooey. Um, And whenever I make brownies, I am very pleased if they look like that. Curtis said, oh, uh, he said they were nice and fudgy, the brownies. And Yolanda said the blondies were really subtle. Which I think is to to have subtlety with like white chocolate and stuff. That's nice. Yeah. So considering all the richness they were eating, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure the subtle. I bet that was a nice welcome. break. Yeah. 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 But there were no blondies on any of those recipe cards. So yeah, it was all brownies. Right. So I think most of there were a lot of like you know I love seeing the riser reactions. Let's start calling them riser reactions just because I okay. need a shorthand. Yeah. But, like, when they're judging and the other teams are looking. Um, and I, I feel like the people on the stands were like, I don't think there were blondies. Like, I feel like that was the Yeah, general. someone said that. Yeah. yeah. So people were like, eh, I don't think that's it. But a lot of times they'll be like, oh, was I wrong? Is that it? And then next we have Steph and Cherry and Nick. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the three of us went up to... Uh, Rub elbows with Joel McHale a little bit, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, we presented a coffee streusel brownie. Yes, and a creme de menthe brownie with like a ganache topping. It was a ganache it topping, so amazing, and it was like a cream cheese mint thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, during this entire episode, the only thing that was going on in my head over and over again was "bum bum bum." That was not creme de menthe, <laughs> and if. You you know what I'm quoting, email us and we'll shout you out on next week's episode. Yeah, if you're you, a real one if, if you do. If you know what I'm quoting there. Mm-hmm. That was not creme de menthe. <laughs> okay. Okay. 
I'm uh, glad you said that before I totally spoiled what it was. Yeah, I knew you would. You so knew I, I would. I jumped right he out there. He knows me well, yes. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so anyway, uh, uh, the feedback was that it was really good, basically, right? Yeah, Curtis said the flavor of both was really good. Uh, Yolanda said it was very delicious. She loved the streusel crunch on the top. Gotta have that crunch. Gotta have that crunch. Yeah, yeah I really want to eat these. I'm so excited to make these with whoever wins the drawing. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, uh, texture isn't always a thing you think of when you think of brownies. You just think... Yeah, you just think, like, fudgy, chewy. Exactly. Yeah. So that's really cool. They were able to bring that out. Yes, that was nice. And that, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. Um, and then uh, Michelle, <laughs> during this, uh, in the... I've already forgotten what we called it. Riser. Reactions? Riser reactions. Um, Michelle said to Tori, if they win safety again, I'm going to lose it. Yes. It was so great. <laughs> and guess what? We won safety again. Oh, sorry, Michelle. Sorry, Michelle. Aww. All right. So that was number three. Number four was Christy and Tarsha. Mm-hmm. I didn't write the the numbers for all that. Okay. So, yeah, they had the mint cheesecake brownies. So, that was the mm-hmm. creme de menthe and the cream cheese and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they also had caramel pecan turtle brownies. Um, and there was caramel and pecans there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, they had, when they baked them, they came out, like, super underbaked in the middle, like, liquidy. Um, like, gooey is good, but it was, like, a little too gooey. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know if I would say liquidy, really. It was more of a, you know, it was like a pudding-ish kind of thing. Yeah. Um, in the middle. So, but they were so smart. Um, Tarsha, like, cut off the, um, like, basically the edges of the brownies. And they were still, like, they were gorgeous. And they looked so delicious. They were just, like, <laughs> covered in, like, caramel pecans. I don't want to eat them. They and sal- they had ganache. They salvaged it. Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. like, when we were watching it, again, I'm not a baking, like, expert anywhere near any of these people's level. But we have watched a lot of baking reality shows. And my first thought when they when they saw that the middle was too gooey was, like, the right thing to do is use the outside. <laughs> like, don't not serve it. And don't yeah. serve that. Just serve the outside. Because it was, I mean, it looked like batter. Like, yeah, in the it middle. Was very not done. It, yeah, and like not even close. What do you think happened there? If this might be more like an amateur baker perspective on it. Um, but Yolanda said during that, during the safety bake, she said something to the effect of just in general, not about them, um, that brownies seem really simple, but a lot can go wrong. What what it makes me think of as like an amateur homemaker is that when I make brownies, let's say you go in there and you've got like your brownie recipe in your head and you can add all kinds of variations to that. But, you know, you might have to take into account how that might change the the science of it, right? So what it made me think of was that possibly like they have this perfect brownie recipe. Which I'm sure they do. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, absolutely. But... They've never done it with this specific set of, you know, um, added ingredients in in this quantity or something like that. Right. I don't know. That's okay. the only thing I can think. So, and that, I don't know if that's a valid insight into their minds or not because they were professional makers, so I don't know. 
Yeah. But no, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, do you, and because it, it turned out the outsides were too dry. Yeah. And it might be the so, oven is different, right? Like yeah. humidity is different. Yeah. Like one thing you see on, I mean, uh, I know they're at home makers on Great British Bake Off, but one thing you see on there all the time is like the ovens are different. They're outside. Yeah. It's the, it changes everything. So like tiny things like that can make such a difference. Yeah. And, um, you know, brownies, it's, I mean, I feel like with brownies, there's like the perfect moment to take them out where they're perfectly chewy and fudgy in the middle without being underdone. And that can, you can miss that, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. That's, that's the only thing I could think. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, hats off to them for recovering as best they could. Yes. It, it obviously Tarsha wasn't. Tarsha knows how to pivot. It, yes. And it wasn't ideal, but yeah. In these types of shows, you have to be able to adjust mm-hmm. when things go wrong because things will go wrong at some point. And the people that can make those adjustments are the ones that go deep. So good mm-hmm. job for doing that. Um, I did note here yeah. during the judging a quote from Tori. Oh, my gosh. We convinced ourselves the caramel wasn't used. No. No. <laughs> uh, she offered to let you use your caramel in another brownie. Yup. You convinced yourself that it was one mega brownie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was either it was either all in one brownie, or mm. it was it was, <laughs> or it wouldn't appear at all. Uh, so, uh, so she was willing to give you right off the bat. What ended up being correct was that there was two different brownies. Yes. And you did not take that offer. Uh, so I, that that phrasing irked me a little bit. Thank you. Yes. I, yeah. Uh, thank you for correcting the record in uh, an articulate way <laughs> that doesn't just, you know, talk about the patriarchy and its flaws like I would have. So good job. Also smash the patriarchy. Also smash the patriarchy, everybody. Uh, <laughs> um. Oh, yeah, and then uh, also when, when they were judging, Curtis asked Christy and Tarsha, uh, do you think they'll, they'll taste good? And Christy says, our brownies didn't make all the way. And Tarsha said, he didn't ask all that. Yes! <laughs> this is one of the best moments on a baking show. Yes. Oh, so, and Yolanda said, listen to your mom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, which is exactly, yes. Yeah. Tarsha says exactly the correct thing, yeah. which is like, oh yeah, he's not asking that. You can just say like, oh well, you know, we um we did the edges of the brownies because that's what people like the most is the edges. Yes. And some people really do. I'm an inside the brownie person. I like both, but Nick likes the edges, so I get it. I like a slice of pizza. <laughs> that's my favorite brownie. That's yeah, that's the best kind of brownie. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh, so yeah, I mean, just, and just like, you know, we talked about with Davion, like, even though he knew it was wrong, he sold it the best he could. Yes. Even though it, And even though that's a good thing to do, it didn't work out for him, but yeah, like, yeah. it's still, I'm sorry, I, I stepped on your sentence, but yeah. Like, Ow, my sentence! Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's a good move, Tarsha. <laughs> and I, I really like Christy, too. Like, I like... I, I like them so much. In this episode, like, there, there's even more later. Like, I'm really impressed. Yeah. Um, and I, I really like Christy, too, because that would have been, 
Like I'm a big oversharer all the time. So uh, I'm, I probably would have been like, well, <laughs> I would have overshared way, way more. So would have, yeah, I would have been like, I was born in Oklahoma and, and that's the story of these brownies. Um, tea and fatty. Then tea and fatty with a P.S. de resistance. Yeah. It was wrong, but it was gorgeous. Yeah, and they show it, and they because they got this double stack brownie and cherry meat. He goes, "I love it." Yes, and I just I love it because you like you could see during this and during like others when Cherry and Steph are on the risers, they are they are just having such a great time. Just like, oh, what did they make? And like, what what yes. what, what what was their thoughts? You know, and like they they love this process. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we love this process. <laughs> so much uh so it's just a delight to see them it's a shame we only get to see uh one riser reaction per episode from, i know from our ah. team because we're so good that we don't have to do the elimination bake yeah uh so and you know hopefully that that situation does not change going forward uh but With that curiosity and intellectual rigor vigor vigor what's the difference Exactly. So, but anyway, T and Fatty made, what was it? They made, uh, so they made double layer brownie with mint cream cheese frosting. Oh, also, with mint frosting. Oh, there's another. There's another one. What is that from? Another reference. Email us, crumbshoots at (laughs) gmail.com. All right. One of these, you know, eventually all of our many podcasts will just come down to us just, like, repeating references to each other. I mean, that's our... That's the game. Th- well, that's that's how we relate to each that's other. That's how we communicate. In real life. So, uh, the double layer brownie with mint cream cheese frosting by Tea and Fatty is so beautiful, y'all. Like, it just, it looks like two big old brownies with like just the most gorgeous fluffy white frosting in between and then on top these gorgeous little like swirls of this cream cheese mint frosting and like little mint leaves oh my god i just want to eat that whole thing it looks so good and uh it was fatty's recipe she was very nice so like he kept being like this is fatty's this is all fatty's like amazing brownie recipe um and Curtis said it was one of the best brownies he has ever had in his life. That's, that's saying huge. something. Yeah. That's saying something. I, yeah. I mean that's a win on its own. Um, I, w- I will say for me it looked overwhelming because I for me a little dessert goes a long way. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure it was amazing. For me it's it'd be like okay I could maybe do a bite or two of that because it's just so big and rich looking. I just want to have, like, a king-size mattress made of that, and then I'm going to lay down in it and put another one on top, and I'll be the sandwich, and I'll just eat my way out. Basically, Christine is always trying to reenact Winnie the Pooh from 2011, (laughs) where he swims in the giant honey pot, and it's, honey, 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 chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. I am Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, always. And Eeyore. And Eeyore. A little bit. I'm Tigger. And Piglet. Yeah. Your ticker, yeah. Ooh, that was good. Thank you. All right. Um, well, I was going to say something really important. Oh, Yolanda said it was delicious. Uh, that was it. That was the important thing. Um, very important. What Yolanda says is always important. Um, but it was so gorgeous. And also, you can actually, uh, Fatty's Kitchen um, on Instagram, he sells that brownie 
uh, mix. Oh, okay, cool. So you can actually buy it from him. Um, I think it's under In Between Cuisine. Okay. So that's like that's yeah. like his company. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you can get that and like spiced mixes and oh, famous brownie. I think it's gluten and nut free too. Don't quote me on that. Okay. I feel like it is. Yeah. And, and his, uh, Insta is F-A-S-U-O-D. U-O-D. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so you can follow him. And then we also talked about Bake Files, which comes on after the show. So it'd be, uh, what, 10 p.m. Eastern every mm-hmm. Monday night. It's on Instagram Live, so you can catch it on uh, Fatty's Insta. You can catch it on T's Insta, which is Cirque du, Souf- Cirque du Souffle mm-hmm. uh, or Amber and Yaz's. Uh, so definitely check out that show as well. Yeah. While we're talking about that, let's go ahead and mention also uh, Ricky and DJ from the Classically Trained group. They also have um, a new show that's going on before Crime Scene Kitchen. It's like a live Instagram show. And I don't think it has an official title, um, but let me, I believe DJ is at DJ Pastry Chef. That sounds right. And Ricky, I think is his first name and then underscore in his last name, but I'm going to check real quick. There it is. Yeah. So it's uh, Ricky, R-I-C-K-Y underscore Z-U-C-A-R. So Ricky Zucar. Zucar. and uh, they're very charming. We had trouble watching both of the Instagram shows yesterday. We were having some weather issues, so we didn't we didn't super get to see all of them. We tried. Yeah, we had we had a, a lot of internet issues. We're not sure if it's on our end or theirs. Uh, I'll assume ours since both shows we had trouble watching. Yeah. Uh, so we'll check those out again. Uh, but uh, yeah, please check out and support those bakers. Uh, support their shops because uh, they're fantastic. Yeah, literally everyone on the show is amazing. Yeah. I'm talking about Tori and Michelle. If you look at their cookies, like they're totally insane. They're so amazing. They have a crime scene kitchen cookie that's just, they're so gorgeous. Awesome. Um, And their, their uh, Instagram, while we're plugging, so it's at wish upon a pastry. All one word. So they're amazing. Tea and fatty. That brownie looked insane. I want to eat it. All right. So judging comes. And we find out, if you didn't already know, Cherry and Steph and I were exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Sing it. All right. We nailed it. We got it. We got the creme de menthe. (laughs) We got the instant coffee uh, streusel. Uh, brownie, uh, Cherry did a cartwheel. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, they uh, showed this funny thing right before the reveal in the Talking Heads where they're like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. It was, uh, really, it was amazing. They're just uh, adorable I and love hilarious. It. And, uh, yeah. Uh, Christine, you should come ha- hang out with the three of us sometime. That would be so fun. I yeah. love it. So, uh, so. Oh, can I say one thing real quick? No. Okay. Before the reveal, Joel said, now for the fun and carefree part where we reveal how wrong you were. <laughs> it was great. Joel was had so many good ones this time. Uh, yes, he really did. So now we go into part two. Let's do it. Electric right. Boogaloo. Not as many different clues out there this time. Uh, yeah. Because it wasn't as much about the like figuring out which ingredient as far as figuring out the technique here. Yes, right? the technique was very important. Yes, yeah. So we had cream cheese. Yes. Let me, sorry. Let me go to my clue page. Okay. 
Yeah, so we had uh, cream cheese boxes and wrappers mm. in the trash. Some people, it looked like they saw them on the counter, but they must have taken them out of the trash. You would, um, yeah, Because that's think. where I think people found them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, parchment? Yeah, so parchment paper in the trash that looked burnt. Yes. Very interesting uh, clue. Uh, yes. Very yeah. key clue. And I would have had no idea what to do with this. I, I had an idea it was wrong. Okay. Well, actually, th- this is a good time. Let's talk about uh, what brownies did you think it was in the last one? Did you already say? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Um, well, I might have said something to the effect of, I thought, I mean, definitely the mint cream cheese uh, one. Like, mm-hmm. definitely that was something. I thought once Cherry and Steph picked what they were doing, I was like, they're probably right. I would say I was like 90 90 percent that they were right yeah uh but i thought there was a chance that t and fatty were right okay especially because i just really wanted to eat theirs yeah yeah well how it, about you well is it a pure hundo percent oh because you're in the team because so. i'm on the team you got yeah. the insight so, yeah uh, um, and then so then with this so well let's finish the clues then yes um parchment that looked scorched a little bit yes um tori saw his his new obsession <laughs> We've moved on from caramel. Yep. And we're on cocoa. Cocoa, baby. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, his thing was the cocoa, and it was near the jar of graham crackers. Which was also untouched. They were both untouched. Both. Although he said it looked like the cocoa, I think it was similar to the caramel lid thing. Yes. Where it's like. You know, this is what I'm wondering. Between teams looking in the crime scene kitchen, when they reset it up, would they scrape the caramel off the top of the lid if somebody picked it up and moved it around? That's a very good Right? Like, that's a tiny detail. But, like, I mean, if there was any validity to his argument, it was that. Right? Yes. Like, okay, yeah, I could see how that looks like it's been used. Like, I don't know if But that cocoa was full. The cocoa looked full. Those graham crackers were full and I untouched. Agree. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah. It, it's, uh, but yeah, he was just sure it had been used. Yes. Um, yeah. <sighs> so, uh, and then uh, everyone noticed that there was some sort of blueberry compote in, in a little. Yes. It turned out to be one. Bowl. I think there were two in this thing. I yes. Think one's a blueberry, one's blackberry. Or, it all or were they together? both mixed together? Yeah. Maybe they, it, they were both mixed It was together. mixed together. Okay. Uh, pretty much everyone knows blueberry. I think only some of the teams realized it was a mixed berry. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, the key clue that apparently only this is Tori... such an important clue. Appa- but apparently only Tori and Michelle noticed this. They're the only ones, yeah. The oven was at 450. That now, is so high. That is very... That's, I mean, frozen pizza high, right? Even yeah, higher than higher that. Yeah, higher than that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what... So at this point, everyone knows it's a cheesecake. Yes. Everyone starts from there. Right. What would you normally cook a cheesecake at? The 300 range. I'm seeing one that's at 325. I would say like most basic baked goods that I've ever made have been in the 325 to 375 range. Okay. I, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. So, so 450 for any baked good. So high. It's crazy high. So that's yeah. going to tell you something's up here, right? Yeah. It also... Uh, I, I guess I'm skipping the end, but I'm talking about it now. Uh, I guess it indicates that if there were a crust, 
mm-hmm. that crust would be scorched. Yes. Right? Yeah. Whereas just a cheesecake itself, I guess, if you're in, say, the Basque region of Spain. <laughs> For instance, just throwing something out there. Might hold up to it. Yes. And I, I mean, I have like a reason for that, which I can go into now or later. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll come back to that because I yeah. skipped ahead, which is my fault. But uh, let's, so, so let's, so that's, that's all the clues. I mean, just those few It's very things, simple compared to the previous one. It's very simple, but you have to know what to do with it. That's really the key. Yes. Do you know what to do with this information? So, um. Do you want to talk about our guesses? Sure. With just that information? Because sure. I think we were starting. To sure. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, my guess was, uh, basically in line with most of them, which is that it was a cheesecake with, uh, blueberry filling or topping compote. And, um, I think I was thinking no crust because the graham crackers looked full. Uh, but I was thinking that the burnt parchment paper and the 450 degree oven were indicating maybe some kind of sugar like a caramelized sugar decoration or something like that okay um so that's what i was thinking i could not think of anything else that would have had those two things that makes sense so that was my thought and i was very proud of myself i was like oh i'm a genius i'm great at this yeah did you think it was crust so you thought it was crustless i thought it was crustless okay i mean i that i'm not sure if i 100 percent decided until later in the round yeah so like i try i'm trying to remember to write down my guesses immediately because the power of like watching it and then seeing what they decide and kind of like you know hedging based on that so i'm trying to write it down like immediately again memory is a funny thing it is and i don't trust mine at all so (laughs) with good reason uh so i had to step away during the uh right the investigation portion of this uh, episode when we watch it live just because our daughter needed something so i ran upstairs with her uh that being said i would have had no idea like i'm obviously cheesecakes going on but like i just i yeah I, I i would not have had anything interesting to contribute to this so no no guess and and, and well what am i saying steph cherry and i had to buy for this round yeah it didn't matter you didn't have to worry about it i didn't need to guess because I, you had gotten the previous round exactly correct i earned safety <laughs> so it's fine Y'all, it's fine. I love the heights of delusion this is taking you to. Like, uh, the way that people root for their home sporting teams in a way that, like, oh, it's like I'm on the team. <laughs> like, they talk about it like we. I love that. So I think we should extend that to more more things, more events that have nothing to do with sports. So I love this. Boomer sooner. All right. <laughs> um, so I actually don't have too much from this round in particular. Uh, I feel like it moved a little faster. Um, it did move fast, I agree. Yeah, uh, so I just had Joel going in to see Tori and Michelle. Oh, this was <laughs> another just great, just great TV, great TV. <laughs> oh my goodness. So he goes in like, Mr. and Mrs. Exciting! Because <laughs> she's just like quietly stirring, and he's just standing and staring at her. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That was basically their mode for the whole episode, it looked like. I feel like that was that happened a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, and he was, like, trying to, like, talk to them to get, like, something out of them, and he was just like, yeah, it's tough. <laughs> or, I don't, I don't remember exactly what it was said, but it was just, like, very, very bland one-word answers, basically. Yeah, he, um, sorry, I have to get to that part. Uh, yeah, so Joel comes in, like, super high energy, um, 
I think Tori seems like already defeated in a way. And I think a lot of the teens had a little bit of like, oh my gosh, how many times can we get this wrong energy already? Yeah. And we did find out that at least in the first episode, the safety bake and the elimination bake were different days. Yes. From Davion, which we we never would have guessed. We assume these are the same day. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I mean, I don't know if this is like the next day or when it was. Yeah. Uh, but um, they already had defeated energy. Um, yeah. Tori included, even though he was the one who, you know, came up with the ideas, some of the ideas that they were using. So, um, yeah, so... Uh, Tori said something to the effect of, well, I know it's going to be delicious no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, I mean, probably, I guess. Yeah, um, okay. But it was funny him saying, like, and this is just editing. Like, it has nothing to do with what actually happened, probably. But looking at the editing, it was kind of funny that he said that because it was Michelle doing the work and him just standing there. And like, of course, this is just one moment yes. in a very long day. And has so I'm not saying that like Tori didn't do any work. It just, it was kind of a funny juxtaposition in that moment. Yeah. Um, that like, it felt like Tori was kind of like deciding what they were doing and also saying it was going to be great without doing any of the things. Like that was just the energy. <laughs> but again, like, that does not reflect reality. That is just one moment. Right. So, and yeah. and yeah. that might have been what the editors wanted us to see. You know, I yeah. don't know. And, and, yeah, and I think defeated is the right word. Because, like, Joel was just, like, getting nothing from them. Yeah. <laughs> and so at the end he goes, like, well, I hope it's good or something like that. Like, <laughs> But clearly the subject is, I'm getting nothing here. Yeah. Like, we're trying to make a television show here. I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, and, and you know... Uh, again, like they're just they're just trying to you know stand the show and make a hundred thousand dollars. Like they're focused on trying to figure this out this dessert. Like and I there's get nothing it. wrong with that. There's, yeah, but it was just funny seeing Joel, who's just this huge over the top character, go in and yes, and uh, they're just like yeah. Um. Yeah. To be fair, like I couldn't I couldn't make if Joel came in the kitchen, I would just be like talking about community with him for three hours <laughs> so i mean i can't be even remotely distracted from anything or i'm a disaster <laughs> i can't judge but yeah it was really funny yeah <laughs> yeah like he leaves and he's like hope it works <laughs> it so funny yeah uh, i love him um what else yeah what else you have for this this round let's see okay oh yeah so i guess i i didn't did we already talk about what he was? So he did, he wanted to do, Tori, wanted to do uh, graham cracker crust with cocoa. Okay. Um, This seems like not a great idea to me. Why? Because if I were making, again, home baker, if I were making a pie and I wanted it to have a cookie, some kind of cookie or graham cracker type crust and chocolate, I would use wait chocolate wafer cookies <laughs> like that's kind of obvious and you just mix those up with butter you get that's a crust like i don't know why you would add cocoa powder which is going to kind of change the texture like it's going to add like another kind of grainy thing okay like i just don't i mean there's probably a way to make it work I just don't know why you would do that instead of just taking the one step of making a wafer cookie crust, which would 
we all pretty much already know would be delicious. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, that's like, you know, it's a yeah. pretty easy crust to make. But, I mean, in fairness, they didn't see wafers, right? That's true. I just, like, why? I don't, I, I guess I've never heard of a graham cracker crust with cocoa. And I don't really, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Okay. In the same way that mint and caramel don't make sense, you know? Okay. But, I mean, at least flavor-wise, like, probably like well, s'mores exist. Like, so we know chocolate and graham can go together. But keep in mind, like... Cocoa is different from chocolate. Okay. Right? Okay. So I don't know. Is it is would the cocoa overwhelm the chocolate from a flavor standpoint? Um Oh, you mean the gram? I'm sorry, would the cocoa overwhelm the gram? No, I don't think so. I mm-hmm. I guess so I mean maybe it would work. It's you're right. It's not I'm I'm drawing a, like a false equivalency cuz like it's not really as bad as like mint and caramel. Yeah. I guess I just don't understand why anyone would do that. All right. Up. I was mystified by this idea, but feel free anyone, come on, correct us, comment, email, tell us we're wrong cuz like obviously I'm not an expert. Well, don't tell us we're wrong. Tell us Christine's wrong. Tell us Christine's wrong. Nick is on the winning team. So don't oh, worry. man. This don't, is going to be a fun season. Don't worry about Nick. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think it's adorable. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> okay. So. We need to get jerseys. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So we covered the cross. Anything else from this round? What else do you have? <laughs> back, back on Tori and Michelle. During the, <laughs> so much. This is the Tori and Michelle cast. Come on. During the Talking Heads, more insights that we got from Davion. Um, he said so, at least for his episode. And again, like we can't assume that they're all like this, but maybe you know, probably. Um, they did their Talking Heads after the elimination. So watching this episode, I thought it was uh, noticeable. That in all of Michelle and Tori's talking heads, almost all of them, she does all the talking. And he kind of sits there not really saying anything with his head kind of down. Now, I know that there was that moment where he was like, oh, like they're using caramel and we didn't use caramel. Like the one that you talked about before. Mm -hmm. But I would say to me, noticeably, it seems like Michelle did a lot of the talking even about Tori's ideas and the fact that they stuck with what Tori said. So I found that interesting, and I thought that he looked kind of, like, downtrodden during them. Now, again, I might be saying that from the perspective of having seen the whole episode and knowing what happens in the end, but I thought it was interesting, and it gave me the impression that maybe, like, at the end of the episode, it was like, oh, God, I messed this up for us, you know, and... um he was just like quietly like feeling bad, like feeling not thrilled with himself that he did that. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, that's an energy I got. I don't know. Did you get that impression or was it just me? Uh, I would have to go back and watch it. I did not notice that specifically. Oh, okay. Um, so I don't know. And she never said it in a, like she would talk about it, but she never talked about it in like a, yeah. I told you so kind of way or anything like no, that. No, she didn't. It wasn't her yeah. energy. It was more yeah. his, like, quiet energy. Yeah. Yeah, but, 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 yeah, to that point, it was, uh, again, we're skipping, skipping around a little bit. When you go to the end, it was the cocoa that made the difference. Yeah. Uh, between 
elimination and essentially having the same dessert as another team. Yes. So, yeah. uh, but we'll get to that. Um, okay, now we can talk about other teams. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the only other thing I have for this round is that uh, when, when you see Fatty and T as they're finishing theirs, it looked very flat. What was it? Oh, so what would make uh, what would make uh, cheesecake be that flat? So um, I'm not sure. Like basically, from what I read, pretty much any cheesecake, the leavening comes from the eggs. Um, and you know, some cheesecakes are baked, some aren't. So I guess in one that's not baked, I don't know if it would have eggs. I can't remember. Um, but, uh, but most, you know, a baked cheesecake, you would use eggs for the leavening. So, um, but I think, uh, on Bake Files yesterday, and again, our reception was not great, so I didn't a hundred percent understand what happened, but T said something to the effect of he doesn't make a lot of cheesecakes and, um, they might've, I, it sounded like maybe the bottom of the spring form pan, cause you know, spring form pan, there's the ring that's the pan part and then there's the bottom and they are detachable from each other. So uh, he said something that I thought maybe he was saying that like he turned it over, like it was facing the wrong way, the bottom or okay. something. Cause it's like a removable part. I don't know. But um, also they're both used to making cheesecake with crusts and the crust is going to, you know, keep it in and keep it like a little higher than you would usually see and they didn't like change the recipe for that or anything because that's the cheesecake recipe that they know you know and i mean maybe they know a thousand cheesecake recipes but like there was no indication to them other than that it didn't have a crust that something else needed to be different yeah so um i believe that's why it came out that way like i believe that like turned out fine consistency wise it was just very short and uh, the topping was a little runny, just a little. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, here, we'll, let's go to the judge. Do you have anything else for the round before we go to the judging itself? Um, let's see. Okay, so we talked about Joel coming over to Tori and Michelle. Um, let's see. Oh, well, okay. The the most important thing I think that happened during oh. the elimination bake was Tarsha had like um, an a epiphany. Moment. Yeah, yeah. And this was, like, an incredibly gratifying moment, I think, as a viewer for me. Um, because it was, like, like this is this is a puzzle I could never figure out. But, like, to see someone else figure it out in that moment when they were already, like, I don't know, halfway through the bake or something. Yeah, yeah I don't know how Like, they were a ways into it. I think they had two and a half hours for this. Okay. I think. But, um, but yeah, like, they were at least a third of the way through it or something like that. And Tarsha was, like, you just, like, you got to see her. She's mixing something, I think, with, like, a, you know, a stand immersion blender or something. And she's, like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, she realizes that, like, she knows what kind of cheesecake they need to make. Yeah. Because, like, the thing that sets this apart is the burnt paper yep. and the oven temperature which no one saw except Tori and Michelle so the burnt paper yeah so Tarsha like just has this amazing moment you get to see it and it's like she realizes like no I know exactly what this is and like it's a Basque cheesecake I've never heard of it you've never heard of it nope um I will say during bake files I think it sounded like I think T said that he had heard of it uh, but it didn't occur to him like sure. during that. And also he said he wouldn't know how to change up the recipe to make it like a Basque cheesecake as opposed to a regular cheesecake because it is different. So um, 
Yeah. So really interesting. Like I looked into it. Like it's a very interesting kind of cheesecake. I'll, you know, I can talk more about it later. So uh, a Basque cheesecake, um, it looks burnt. I mean, I would say that's the, the number one difference, right? Yeah. Is it looks burnt and it doesn't have a crust. Mm-hmm. You use uh, extra parchment paper. Like, not just one piece of parchment paper, but the recipes I was looking at, you know, like two or three or whatever. Why? Because it's, you know, it's in this wing form pan, right? But, again, it doesn't have a crust to contain it. So, you're, like, putting parchment paper up on the sides. You want the the parchment paper to go about, it's, what I read was, like, two inches above the wing form pan. So that while it's baking, if it expands, it's not, you don't want overhang because you don't want it to go over the sides. You want it to, like, it can get real big and then get back down, right? So, like, it can get really big, stay inside the parchment paper, and then go down. Um, What makes it go down? When it cools? Or is this something that happens go down during the baking? Yeah, like, you know, um, when you, I've only made a few cheesecakes, but, like, when I made them, there's always, like, I mean, I assume it's similar to the effect of a souffle going down eventually. Okay. Um, it's, like, you know, it kind of puffs up in the oven, you take it out, and then it kind of goes down. Maybe it goes down during the bake. I'm not super sure. Okay. But, um, so the, one of the main differences, so from the outside, main difference is no crust, burnt looking. But... So the outside gets very done because you put it at a very high temperature. The inside stays jiggly. So like the inside is more uh, gooey. Whereas, um, so like the outside is a little bit light and like um, more um, fluffy. I'm not sure if that's the right word, but it's not like the kind of cheesecakes that we typically might have in the United States. That's more of like a, like, all the texture is very similar throughout. Okay. Like, this is, like, the outside is, like, light and airy and sort of caramelized. Mm-hmm. And the inside is, like, gooey. Interesting. So, isn't that so fascinating? Like, yeah. I want to try this cheesecake because I was reading one of the recipes and it said, like, when you take it out, it's super jiggly. Which, to me, usually if you're making a cheesecake, I would be like, oh, that's too much jiggleness, you know? <laughs> but, like, in this case, that's what you want. You want the inside to be, like, super gooey and the outside to be kind of crisp. Okay. Um, so, it's very interesting. And because of the parchment paper, the outside of it isn't... Um, it, it gets a little wrinkled from the paper. Okay. So it's it's not like super clean edges, like a regular cheesecake. It's very interesting. Um, oh, and it was invented in 1990 in Basque, in the Basque region of Spain. That's young. I know. I was so surprised. Wow. Yeah. Like, it's very recent. And Nigella Lawson um, from, do you know who she is? She's a British uh, baker cook, um, you know, lifestyle person uh but i used to love her show i don't, I think i only ever made one thing she made but i just i found her whole air very like warm and comforting i just enjoyed watching her show just like a, oh it's like a hug but uh and she's gorgeous too but um she uh so i guess she popularized it in um the uk with like a cookbook that came out in like the 2010s Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's, like, way more popular in the UK. So this is, like, a trendy thing. It's trendy, yeah. Wow. Or, I mean, it was, I, I don't know. To me, like, anything from 2000 is basically all one 
homogenized mass of time. So to me, like, yeah, 2010s, that's new. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That just came out right now. So yeah, Um, that's the Basque cheesecake. Cool. A Basque cake. Yeah, a Basque cake. Those Basques are smart. (laughs) Yeah, they really are. All right. So now can we go judging? Yes, let's do judging. I think that's it. That was my main thing was that it was very gratifying to see Tarsha have the light bulb moment. Oh, also, Tarsha and Christy, and we talked about this earlier, this is another instance where Tarsha is like, I know what it is. Yeah. And Christy is like, what are you talking about? Why would we serve a burned cheesecake that's crazy? Yeah. And Tarsha is like, no, trust me. And like, Christy's like, okay. Yeah. Like, that's not word for word a conversation they had, but that was the vibe of their conversation. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, credit to Christy. Seriously. For going with it. Yes. Because, I mean, if if someone like came up to you and was like, okay, we're going to burn our cheesecake for this round. You'd be, be like, like, get off my team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Uh, so, I mean, it really shows the trust that's there. Yes. Uh, because that was, um, I, I mean, it's, watching it on TV, once Tarsha started explaining what the Basque cheesecake was, it was like, well, that sounds correct, not because I know anything about it, but because she's the only person who's putting all the clues together. Yes, this is the only thing that anyone's mentioned that makes sense with the clues. Right. So, once she said it from my perspective, I'm like, okay, they've got to be right. Mm-hmm. But when you're inside of it... Oh my god. How crazy must that That's sound? That's an insane risk. And and yeah, but it's... But it's... It is following the clues, and it's it's doing yeah. exactly what the clues say. And so it, it's got to, like, feel like the right thing and the wrong thing simultaneously. Mm. Yes. And, and it's, a, it's a risk from the standpoint that you're setting yourself so far apart from everyone else that if it's wrong, you're probably going home. But at the same time, it feels like the right thing to do because it was the right thing to do. Ex- yes. Surprising yet inevitable. Yeah. Like a good book ending. Yeah. So credit to Christy for being able to say, all right, we're going with it, you know? Yeah. Um, and credit to Tarsha for, again, a fantastic it. pivot. Yes. It wasn't like, well, I just thought of this, but there's nothing I can do now. <laughs> it was like, okay, no, let's try to make this as close to what that is as we think we can, you know? Yeah. I, just a really awesome team. Yeah. Like, I feel like I totally slept on them, but now I'm like, oh, they might win this. Like, they're yeah. good. Yeah. I feel like Tarsha just really gets the correct decisions to make under this kind of pressure and this kind of environment. Yeah. Like, I just feel like she's made such smart choices in situations where it would not be easy to make a smart choice. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So that was awesome. Okay. Judging? Judging. Judgment. Kathleen and Hannah were first, and mm-hmm. they had a cheesecake with a graham cracker crust and a blueberry compote. It was really pretty. They had like, uh, you know, little whipped cream swirls on the outside mm-hmm. and the compote in the middle. And like when you cut it, it was like nice and thick and like the compote like drizzling down. It was so delicious. Yeah. Uh, Michelle from the Rise Reaction said she thought the coolie looked thin, but the judges, judges oh, didn't, yeah. didn't say anything to that effect. Yeah. I saw that it was like, you know, when you mm. cut into it, it was running down the middle, but I don't really know what's, I mean, I guess like that first. That was cool. That would yeah. Be like cool. I thought it yeah. looked really neat. Yeah. But I mean, I wasn't sure what. I mean, I, I've never made a compote that went on top of something, so no. I'm not super sure what it's supposed to look like thickness-wise. 
Yeah. Uh, uh. But it looked so delicious. Mm-hmm. And uh, Curtis said it looked delightful. Yes. He liked it. Yes. Okay. And then next we have tea and fatty. So their cheesecake wasn't super pretty this it's me- time. It's messy. Yeah, I wasn't sure. And, you know, maybe we can ask them. I, I wasn't sure what the... um. I thought that the actual cheesecake, minus the topping, looked very short. But, it, I mean, it it didn't look underbaked or anything like that, right? Like, no. it didn't look like it was incorrectly made. It was just a structural thing. Yeah. But, like, the texture looked correct. It was just very short. Mm-hmm. Um, But, like, the actual topping, I wasn't super sure what it was. Like, I know it involved a blueberry compote. And they said it had a blueberry compote. But it was, like, it was either on top of or mixed with some kind of, like, like creme anglaise? I don't, I don't even know what it would be. It was like, you know, sort of like a, a whipped cream that's less whipped kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But there was some, there was some whipped cream swirls. I think if it had been taller, the topping would have looked better. Like, even if the topping was exactly the same, huh. it would have looked better because, like, little drips down the side of a taller cake don't necessarily look unappetizing. But on a shorter cake, it was a little like, oh, is it supposed to be dripping over? Um, so yeah, we'll have to see if we can find out what the, what it yeah. was. Yeah. Is it, is it possible that they made something, uh, to top it and the cake didn't have enough time to cool? So it kind of, the topping melted? Oh, maybe. Cause there were swirls of, you know, like, uh, properly fluffy whipped cream on the outside. Maybe that's what happened. Okay. That might make sense. Um, that makes sense for yeah. the topping. That that makes more sense as to what might have happened. Okay. Interesting. All right. So next we had Tarsha and Christy. Yes. And everybody on the risers was like, that looks kind of burnt. Yeah. It was, um, it was a great, maybe we could call these like saltine crust moments, you know, <laughs> where it's like, okay, well, that doesn't make any sense. That's yeah. definitely wrong. And yeah. then it's like, oh my gosh, really? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they presented their Basque cheesecake, and they had the, the compote, I think they had the mixed berry compote, on the side. Yes, yes, I loved it. Because that makes sense, like, if part of the point of the cake is to burn it, you want to see the top, right? Right, you don't want to hide that. Right. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, so they had, like, the berries on the side and whipped cream on the side, and I, I just want to eat all that. Like, it looks so good. Yeah. So, yeah. Um... And Curtis said, uh, and it was extremely dark. Yeah. Like, I had, so once they said Basque cheesecake, once Tarsha said that, I looked it up. Because I was like, I, what? I'm fascinated. But um, the one I saw online was brown on the top. This Theirs was black on the top, I would say. Like, dark brown. But, um, so Curtis says, when it comes out, he's like, are you happy with the appearance of this cheesecake? Um... And uh, I can't remember what Tarsha's answer was, but it was like, yeah, I mean, I think this is what it's supposed to be. And uh, and then they tried it, and the judges loved it. Yeah. And Curtis said, like, this is, I can't remember the exact words, but he said something to the effect of, like, this is exactly what I would want it to look like. This is, like, you know, essentially, like, this looks exactly right. Yeah. And Yolanda said it was delightful. Curtis said it was a bold choice, which it very much was. What yes. a big swing. 
Yeah, love it. Knowing when to take a big swing, so important. Like, we hear go big or go home so often. Ugh. And it's, that's not always true. No, it's not. A lot of times it's the opposite. A lot of times, absolutely, yeah. It's, uh, and the more we cover reality shows, the more we're going to talk about this. Mm-hmm. And I, I've said this every week, and I'll say it again. This is a marathon, not a sprint. You do not have to win every round. You do not have to win any round until the last round. Your job is to survive. So just being big for the sake of it is very often the wrong thing to do. But that being said, this game is a little different. Yeah. And this set of clues was very different. Oh my gosh, so different. And they nailed it. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah. And like... Just like you were saying, and and I have some notes about that later too. It just like it's a balance between the courage of your convictions, like believing your instincts, but also not having like delusional confidence. Mm-hmm. Like finding some balance between like yeah those things. Yeah, it, it, it reminds me of we play uh, trivia a lot, like bar trivia. And when you're on a team, like, everyone knows things. Like, everyone has the things that are, you know, their specialties or whatever. But the real tough part is when no one really knows, but some people kind of have an idea. And you have to be able to temper your idea with, is, do I think this just because this happened and popped into my head? Or do I know it? And it, do I need to fight for this idea right now? Mm-hmm. Or do I need to take a step back and listen to my teammates? Yes. And... I literally have a page about this. Okay. so and, let's, In reference to this. And that's exactly what I was talking about when we were just talking. So, so that's so funny. Well, so, yeah. So because, yeah, we, we see this perfect dichotomy between Tarsha and Christy and now Tori and Michelle. Yep. Because they're next to Judge. Yeah. Okay, y'all. I noticed something. I don't know if Christine noticed it. I don't know if any of you out there listening in podcast I noticed it. Okay. You know how when a team goes to collect their dessert and they bring it up to the table? First, they kind of walk by the risers to like show it off. And then they make that hard turn towards the table. In this round, Michelle did that kind of long walk, the scenic route towards the risers. But Tori left her and walked straight to the judging table. <gasps> you guys. <laughs> you guys. Oh my gosh. I definitely did not see that. And that to me was like all I needed to know. As far as like, were they on the same page at that point? Because no, I've never seen anyone in two seasons just leave their partner like that. Yeah, even teens who were like yelling at each other. They always walk together. Oh my gosh! So, and again, I've said this too every week. It's gonna be the teams that stay together that make it to the end of this marathon. Okay. Oh my god. I had to, I I deliberately did not mention it to Christine because I wanted to tell her here with all of you in this podcast. 
that I noticed that. And to me, that was a huge moment. That is huge. Yes. Okay, we're going to have to watch it again. Stop the podcast. Go back and watch it right it now. Off. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, okay, one, I, I didn't notice that at all. Yeah. Two, that's an insanely huge detail. Yeah. Three, I don't know how you don't just say things when they come into your head. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> I have ADHD, like I said, impulsive. Like, I can't, you know, I don't have any confidence in the things I say, but I do physically have a need to immediately say them. <laughs> like, there's, like, it is very hard to reason with the part of my brain that is like, whatever thought came into my head, I must say it immediately right now, even if that means finishing someone's sentence or cutting someone off. And it's not because I think I have the most interesting things to say. It's just because I am physically incapable of not saying it. So, like, I don't, I don't even understand that. Like, how can you hold on? I'm trying so hard not to tell Nick everything I think while we're watching the show so I can save it for the podcast. But I would say I only managed to hold on to like a third of it at most. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's incredible. The other two thirds flies out into space and is currently orbiting uh, the planet. You know, right. we're all made of stardust. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so the judging, uh, they said looks good. Uh, they said it was yeah, delicious. Yeah, it was pretty, yeah. Uh, but they had a problem when they were taking it out of the pan. The crust kind of stuck to the pan. so The, the crust, cocoa graham cracker the, crust. Yeah, exactly. Mm. We already talked about the crust issues yeah. there. So it ended up being a thin crust. It was not really set. Right, yeah. yeah. Properly. It was just yeah. grainy. So from a, from an execution standpoint, mostly good, but a little bit of a mess in that regard. Yes. Um. So let's... Let's just just go to it because you got thoughts. I mean, obviously, we all know what happened at this point. It was the mass cheesecake, so the Tori Michelle were the furthest away because not only did they make a crust, they made a crust with an extra ingredient, so that yeah. put them basically furthest away from the mark. Um, what do you got? Well, okay, just one thing before the elimination uh, bake reveal. Sure. Um, I really liked during, there's so many great talking heads right before the reveals. I love that element of the show. Um, again, it's not like fake suspense like you see on other shows as much yeah. or like manipulative suspense. It feels very real. Um, and, uh, so like it, this was a, there was a really good talking head of T and Fatty and basically they were both saying similar things. I'm not sure who said what. But, like, during the talking head, they were both, like, no cross, no cross, no cross, no cross. And it made me think of, like, no whammies, no whammies, stop. Yeah. Um, talk about that all the time. Um, so, uh, I just thought that was really fun. Yeah. And then when they saw that there was no cross, they were like, oh, we're safe. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> so that was awesome. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, yeah, my thoughts were also, I the first thing I thought of watching that that uh comparing Tarsha and Christy with Michelle and Tori was trivia. Okay. I feel like a lot of times in trivia, you know, kind of um whoever talks the loudest can often be people will believe them because they have this like courage of their convictions, energy and confidence. And sometimes that confidence is earned and sometimes it's not. So I think like um and um comparing that to the teams that we see on Crime Scene Kitchen, we see that like for Tarsha and Christy, there is a balance of respect 
and seeing both like, you know, in the case of the mask cheesecake, Christy both sees Tarsha's, I mean, they both have incredible baking experience, right? And baking history, which I assume they started together. Yeah. And uh, like Christy sees and respects that Tarsha has a little longer history of that. She's older. Um, so like she respects that. And also she doesn't take it personally that Tarsha believes in her idea of the mask cheesecake. Yeah. So it's like both of those things together yeah. that like Christy is not so insecure that she cannot accept them changing. And she also has confidence in Tarsha's years of experience and baking understanding. Right. Yeah. So in the case of Michelle and Tori, I honestly, I don't know how long his experience in baking and pastries is i know that michelle and tori met working at a restaurant right so he must you know he must have a culinary kind of thing going on um but I, i'm not i don't really know much more about their history uh -huh. um i know that their company makes these amazing cookies i don't know like how that you know if one of them makes one thing i have no idea how that's split up right yeah but um and he could be the best baker in the world absolutely but as far as interpretation of clues, yes, he kept missing the mark, but kept insisting on his point of view. Yes. And I feel like Michelle, like, yeah, it just seemed like sometimes in these situations you see some unearned confidence. And it seemed like there was a little bit of that going on. And I'm, I'm not, I mean, like, you know, uh, there's a balance i've never been able to find that balance because i err on the other side where it's like even though i have to say whatever i think immediately i usually assume it's wrong so like um actually something that hannah said made me think of myself on like the other side of the you know maybe you've earned some confidence that you're not giving yourself kind of wine which is she said something to the effect of uh during the judging Everything sounds correct when someone else says it. Yeah. I love that quote. And it very much makes me think of myself in every aspect of life. So you're very, you're very suggestible. I'm very suggestible. That's my, uh, that is my um, alignment is uh, lawful suggestible. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like I, Unearned confidence might be better than ignoring the the courage of your convictions sometimes. I'm not yeah. trying to say that that's always bad or the Tory is always that way. Yeah. Is literally in one very specific situation. I wish that, and I think Michelle made it very clear. Like, it's not that she didn't stand up for her point of view. Yeah. She did. But, um, and, you know, he said at the end of the show, after they're eliminated, he said, you know, she helps me become better at, and I'm not quoting exactly, but paraphrasing, you know, she helps me like grow and become better in our business and our life together. And it seemed, it came off to me that they have a good relationship and they are honest with each other about their feelings. Um, I wish that they had gone in the direction of her instincts in this, because I feel like they're really talented and I would love to have seen more from them. And it just, it's just hard to see them make the wrong choice twice and just, even though it's probably two different days, um, it, it is hard to see because I, I wanted them to do well, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that's all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's, it's hard when, you know, you're on a trivia team and like 
you wish that you had stuck to your guns harder, right? Yeah. Like on your instinct or you follow someone else's instinct because they just come off as more confident. And then you're like, wait, how could, you know, like, what was that confidence based on again? Like, yeah. do you actually have any insight or was that just off the top of your head? Right. So, right. yeah, it's, yeah. um, it's just an interesting balance that I have never personally been able to strike. So I'm not, you know, I'm in no position to judge, but I think that Tori learned from it and I hope that that's true. Well, and, you know, I, every human being falls on one side or the other of that spectrum of either too confident or not confident enough, right? Because that's literally what this game is about, is extrapolating from lost data, right? Mm -hmm. You are extrapolating out a dessert from incomplete information, right? So, I mean, because in life, none of us have all the information, Mm -hmm. at some point or another, you either probably err on the side of too confident or not confident enough. Um, It's just what we do with that, right? And so, um, you know what, Tori? Come in. Come in closer. (laughs) Come in closer for a second. Everyone else else get off the phone call, the the podcast for a second. (laughs) If you're not Tori, stop listening, okay? This is me and Tori. This is bro time right now, all right? So... First of all, I noticed in episode one, when Michelle was saying she like instantly was like love at first sight with you and you were like, um, the feeling was not mutual. I keep, I, all week or all two weeks, all I've been thinking of is the quote, the Mike Birbiglia quote, what I should have said was nothing. Going forward, that doesn't need to be part of the story, man. You just, just, yeah, I love her too. She's the love of my life. That's good. Okay. Second, it's just thing. We've been married for 15 years. We've been together for 22 years, more than half our lives at this point. So I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just helping you out, man. Just helping you out again. Everyone else is, no one else is listening to this podcast right now because I told them to stop. So legally, if they're still listening, this is entrapment. So this is just you and me bro time. All right. Two. Walk with your girl. Walk with her. What? What? Why'd you run up to the table? You got to stay together. Even through those tough times, you walk side by side. Stay with her. Because she loves you, man. She loves you. She loves you. Uh, so th- those are the, the two big things that have just been like running through my head over and over again. And, 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 and well, and third... You gotta listen. You gotta listen. And when you're listening, you can't be thinking at the same time, what's my response gonna be? You have to literally set aside for a set for one moment while you are listening, completely set aside your point of view. Your point of view goes out the window for just a moment so you can fully take in what that other person is saying. And then if you still think you're right, or if you think that compromising that needs to happen. Bring your point of view back to the table and say, okay, how can we work with this now? But if you haven't 100% taken in that information, it's going to be tough. But that's where compromises come from. And and that's, is, is if you understand what the other party wants first, then you can start to compromise. But if you don't even understand that other party, it's going to be tough. Michelle loves you, man. She really loves you. 
So I want to see you two bake cookies for years and years and years to come. Because again, I, we're critical in this episode, obviously. We've spent two hours being kind of critical, but we like you two. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that comes through. We do like you two. We think you're great people, but we want to see you two crazy kids make it. Yeah, like we've seen people. Oh, oh can Chris, I come back? Yeah, come on back in. Sorry, I just went and made some brownies. Uh, I burned them. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, oh, oh, everyone else you can listen again to. Yeah, come back. Uh, Tori, tell everybody to come back. Um, oh, yeah. Um, in a lot of reality shows, I would say, like, I mean, you know, mostly we watch a lot of reality cooking shows. Um and a lot of people come into those with chips on their shoulder uh, because I think it's hard to be a chef, right? Like it's hard to, it's hard to make it through that field um, without having a lot of confidence, possibly unearned somewhat, but you have to have it, right? It's, it's got to be a crazy difficult industry. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea how anyone does it. Yeah. Like it's, an, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, but like. So there are a lot of people that we've seen <laughs> on shows like this that were like, oh, that person's never going to change. There's no hope. Like that, There's no <laughs> point. Like we can talk about how much, you know, it'll affect the other people in their lives and what they should do. But the person causing the problem, like there's no hope. But in this, like the reason that we're talking about it so much is because like, you guys seem great. Like, yeah. I mean, like, honestly, like, we wouldn't lie about it. Like, you guys seem like, I mean, you have what seems like, like, you're trying to be honest and open with each other. Yeah, You know what absolutely. I mean? It's and not a situation starts. where, like, Michelle is, like, not going to say her opinion. Yeah. And I've been a person not in a relationship with Nick because he's, like, the most wonderful person ever, but I've been a person in a relationship who would just be, like, oh, I guess I'll just go with whatever it is, because I'm suggestible. Yeah. But... Oh, move to Vegas? Okay. (laughs) That was nothing specific. I wasn't (laughs) referencing anything specific, like, when I moved to Vegas. But, um... (laughs) But, yeah, like... You know, you guys seem like you have a lot of good stuff going on. Yeah. Like, you you kids can make it. Yeah. Nick's advice is really good. And uh, just to let you know, because I know, like, nobody knows a relationship except the people inside it. Yeah. He is not just blowing smoke. <laughs> like, uh, you have no idea how much this man has put up with. Like, he's, oh. he's, he's operating on a different level of, like, kindness and listening ability and patience. Yeah. And now I'm crying. <laughs> Happy crying. Happy crying. I just I love him so much. <laughs> uh yeah. But uh but and again I will also make the broad disclaimer that uh reality shows uh put people under such a crazy intense magnifying glass That's so true. that you cannot judge what anyone does on there because people don't act the way they would normally act in real life. That's, yeah, like, your behavior yeah. is completely different than it would be on, like, a day-to-day basis. You have no idea. Yeah. So, that's a very good point, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and uh, Tori and Michelle, feel free to come on the show and tell us how wrong we or I were. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I would love to hear that perspective. And if, yeah, if, if you think we got it wrong, let us know. Um, again, this is just... 
our perspective from where we are in our lives and how and what we see based on what Fox showed us. Exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's all it is. Totally. That's all it is. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, that being said, I yeah, I, I I thought the talking head they did going out was wonderful. It and, was really sweet. Um, like I feel his... like he was wiping a tear away at the yeah. end. Yeah. And, and she said she wouldn't go into it with anyone else. If they yeah. Were best friends. Yeah. And, and that's part of what I love about the the show is. They're not trying to artificially create a villain. Mm-hmm. They didn't try to make a villain out of Tori. No. At all. I mean, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. I, mean, I he, don't think so. He didn't come off as like, a villain. Yeah. So that's the evidence that, you know. Yeah. And if, yeah, if they, yeah, if they were trying to make him come off as villain, I don't think they'd have showed that talking head at the end. Yes. Right. You're exactly right. Yeah. Uh, You know, Uh, so, um, which, yeah, which a lot of reality shows do try to manufacture a villain. Definitely. So, but uh, again, I love about the show is it is they do seemingly care about people, and there is a lot of heart involved mm-hmm. uh, in it. So it's what we love about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you have any other thoughts before I get to the most important part of the podcast that everyone's been waiting two hours and eighteen minutes to hear? <laughs> uh, no, no. I had my uh, father son talk with Tori. That was really sweet. So I'm 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 out I'm I'm out of notes for the day. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, it's, it's the Christine Show now, everyone. Woo! It's Yolanda's Fashion Corner. All right. Um. So, let's see. Where are my fashion notes? I had a lot this week because she was wearing the same thing in the first two episodes. So, now she changed. So, I got to talk about it. So, this look was flawless. She's amazing. Um. I don't know. If y'all follow her on Instagram and, like, why wouldn't you? She had, like, a great, uh, just little video of her walking out of the, like, um, trailer, I guess, that, 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 she called it glam? So, is that what they call, like, hair and makeup now? I, I don't know. She was, like, walking out of glam, um, in her, like, caption, and she looks so amazing! And, uh, she said she spends more time in glam than Joel or Curtis, or, or she implied that. Um, but, uh, her hair is, like, super long and, like, just so sleek and straight. Just, like, impossibly sleek and straight. And so long. I don't know how people do that. Um, and she, uh, so her outfit was, like, very breezy. I got kind of, like, a Catherine Hepburn feeling from it. So she has, like, a very crisp white sort of Oxfordy sort of shirt and long sleeves and uncuffed. And uh, I can't wear an Oxford shirt to save my life. I love Oxford shirts. I love the look. I want to be Catherine Hepburn. Nothing is crisp when I wear it. That's amazing to me. Like, her cuffs were, like, uncuffed the entire time. And they always looked so crisp and perfect. Like, they were in the perfect place. But, of course, they have, you know, people who are fixing it between stuff. So, it was just just flawless every second. And uh, and then I think she her pants looked maybe like linen. I don't know. But, like, kind of a... a flowy loose pant maybe like a greenish um I, or, or grayish who knows colors you know i was trying to learn and grow <laughs> sorry i should take my own advice <laughs> yes oh no i'm just kidding um but yeah i think they i think i learned my lesson i think they were green um and her makeup uh her makeup was um like very smoky eyes lots of black like eye uh liner i think it was like heavy liner i don't know how heavy the shadow was but um and then 
Her lip was, like, just an insanely glossy sort of nude kind of color. But, like, you know, a little, a little, um, yeah, I would just say it's, like, a nude. But it was gorgeous. And I felt like the whole episode, like, she, it looked like she was just floating. Just, like, I feel like she's just transcended to another level of being. Like, oh, my gosh. Just love it. And, um... Oh, uh, I was going to say, like, so the people who do her styling and hair and makeup and everyone's hair and makeup and styling and wardrobe on the show are totally amazing and incredible. <laughs> like, I just, just huge, huge props to them. And of course, Yolanda Gamp knows how to carry it well. She looks amazing. Like, just, just fantastic poise. She's just like a queen always. And I love her. Okay, so that's Yolanda. Um, I'll try to keep the rest of it short. So, uh, Joel's hair had, like, extra volume, I thought. Like, it was a little more bouffantish. Um, to me, again, I don't really know any of these terms, so <laughs> I'm doing my best. But, uh, as someone who has had basically Joel's exact haircut a lot, like, my hair is basically a variation on Joel's hair. Um, like, I, I just, it's, he has so much volume. It stays perfectly in place. Like, I'm so jealous. I want that on my head. And, of course, he's very striking, always amazing. And Chris always looks great, too. Uh, but, again, men's fashion, I don't understand as well. So. <laughs> and who cares? No, I'm just kidding. They all look amazing. Um, but uh, then just a couple things. I really loved Christie's dress. It looked like it was, a like, a very um, floral sort of, I think it was Empire Way. This is kind of, like, my favorite kind of dress. Like, I love like an empire waist dress with like flowy sleeves and I was like floral gorgeous. Um, and then, uh, also I loved, Oh, shirts. So fatty and T's shirts. Fantastic. Cherry and Steph's shirts. Fantastic. They all have these amazing, like super bold print shirts. I love those. Nick wears a lot of Hawaiian shirts. Like I just love those. I think they're the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Um, Cherry and Steph got the idea from me. Because I was like, we need a uniform. In the group text? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we, I was like, we need a uniform for our team. And they said, okay. Yep. We'll wear what you're wearing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And they were like, oh, and you all three agreed to get saltine tattoos, and then you chickened out at the last minute. But, oh, sorry. I didn't say that. I don't want Cherry and Steph to know that you didn't get the saltine tattoo. Oh, no, I have it. I just have it on a place that's not easily visible. Oh, okay. Cool. That's a good way to do it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's like right on his face. Um, but, uh, oh, and then the other thing, Hannah and Kathleen, um, they I love their look last time because they both had overalls. And I love their look this time because they both had um, sort of like stocking, like woolen stocking caps. And they both had like brighter lipstick. And Steph had brighter lipstick too. And I just love lipstick. So they all look fabulous. And that was my fashion corner. I like Kathleen's and Hannah's hats. Yeah, that's what I said. I know, I'm agreeing. Oh, thank you! Yay! <laughs> Welcome to the fashion corner. <laughs> yes. Yes, so that's all, right. uh, that's all I got. All right. Uh, Crumb Shoes, thank you as always. Uh, feedback, crumbshoes at gmail.com. Uh, winners of the donut poll was the Boston Cream Donut. Uh, yeah, because it's a buzz. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, thank you so much for your support. Uh, if you want to advertise again, emails, crumbshoes at gmail.com. Um, and 
Yeah, stay here after the music if you want to hear a bonus story. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, I think that's it. So, Christine, Christine, how do we always end this? Thank you all so much for listening. You're crumbleable. Mommy loves bunnies. Uh-huh. One time with my grandma, we did a crime scene kitchen thing where she we made a thing where she was not going to see it because it was in the microwave. And we put the box of brownies in the trash bucket. And then we... <laughs> We put the taco box. We put some, I think we put some soap on the counter. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Mommy saw that the box was closed, so maybe we didn't actually use it. Oh, the taco box? Yeah. The taco box was a clever red herring that they put out there so that maybe I would think it was taco-related. But it was closed, so I didn't think it was used. And then what happened? Then... You should have opened it. <laughs> oh, the taco box? Yeah. I do like tacos. <laughs> we had a conversation with Mommy. She forgot brownies existed. Yes. It was, I basically asked if it was every single type of pastry I could think of. I think I was like, so I asked if it was a cookie. I asked if it was a cake. I asked if it was a pie. I asked if it was a tart. I asked if it was a tort. And we give her like a thousand clues. Oh my gosh, they give me so many clues. So what were the clues in the kitchen? There was the brownie mix box, right? No, I'm talking about the clues we gave you when we were talking about it. Oh, what clues did you give me then? I can't remember. We... When you said cake, we gave you the hint that it was basically the top layer of a cake because it's kind of small. Oh, right. And then I went off on a tangent and thought it was something with layers. I got so... I think I guessed Dequas at one point, (laughs) which is the only meringue thing I've ever heard of, basically. And uh, I guessed, yeah. I was guessing, like, increasingly fancy things. I was like, is it a Napoleon? Is mm. it a Milfoy? Is it, uh, I don't like, even know. puff pastry? I don't even know if the people that are listening to you even know what those things are. I know some of them do, but some might not. I just like fancy French words. I'll use, I'll take any excuse to say them. Just I was like, like, is it eclairs? <laughs> is it crepes or crepes? Um, but yeah, I forgot the brownies existed because all I could, I mean, I think I finally thought about bars, like at the very end when I had literally mentioned every sweet thing in the entire universe and every variation thereof. I think it took me like 45 minutes or something. And then I was like, is it some kind of bar? And then I was like, oh, you know what my favorite kind of bars are? Brownies. (laughs) Yeah. It took, no, it didn't took you 45 minutes. It took you an hour. That's, actually, you might be right. It took an 
inordinately long time. It took two hours. And it turned, probably, it probably took like three days. (laughs) No, it didn't take three days. (laughs) And, uh, it it ended up. Let's see, do you want to tell them about the dessert that you and grandma made together? We made brownies, and she literally forgot about it. And at the start of the video, remember I said her favorite thing is brownies. Yes, it was like my favorite. That's like my favorite, the purest form of chocolate brownies for me. Uh, but um, uh, you forgot I can't it believe I you? forgot it. And y'all made some delicious brownies with like frosting. It was so sweet and chocolatey and delicious. Because you didn't get it, it took you so long to eat the greatest thing ever. I know, and then I got to eat them, and they were so delicious, because you and Grandma are great bakers, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the good, the lucky thing for me is in that crime scene kitchen, I didn't have to make the dessert after I guessed it, because I was probably so tired. By the time I finished guessing, you all probably... I could do was just eat a brownie and fall asleep. <laughs> so when we played what? Crime Scene Kitchen and there was the clue of brownie mix, I still didn't get it with unlimited time, <laughs> unlimited <laughs> amount of guesses, <laughs> and red herrings that were not, not, um, as convincing as the ones on the show because it was a box of tacos. So uh, if you if you need any more proof that it's easy to judge while watching the show but not easy to play, yeah, that's yeah. Vanka, how would you rate Mommy as a crime scene kitchen contestant? Good or bad or in the middle? In school, F. No. <laughs> or, that's fair. Yeah. Or in school, you are. C. 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 Oh, that's C. nice. C. That's You really bumped me up. Still passing, yeah. No, I said, I'll take a C anything. No, I said Z. Oh, no, a Z. Well, <laughs> Z is the most, like, rock and roll letter, so. But it's also the last letter. You know, whose side are you on right now? <laughs> no, the, but, the truth. The truth. <laughs> Which is always your, the truth. I am Beyonce The always. truth is that you're super bad. Truth hurts. As a contestant. Lizzo. <laughs> All right, thank you, Bonka, for joining us on the show. Do you have anything else you want to say out there to the folks in podcast land? <laughs> Mommy will never forget that day. She'll never forget that 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 historic day. That's yes. so it's so weird. Yeah, that she did that. <laughs> I I will never live it down for the rest of my days. <laughs> All right. right. What? This has been story time with Bonka. <laughs> story time. Oh, good theme song. Can I? Okay.